This is PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. I am Point Blank. If we'll be back with another one. Thank you so much for supporting the last episode and for making it possible for me to even make it to this, uh, this level of making recordings and to even keep on bringing this material out together. I've been having a very good couple of days, especially because hip-hop just took great care of me, man. There's so many albums that came out and those albums are just the greatest pieces of information I've come across in a very, very long time. There's nothing I love more than having the opportunity to actually enjoy great music and then I'm creating as the great music is playing. A lot of feared animation shots that I had in the office, I finally got to really dabble in and actually ju- jump in on the, on the front lines of getting that stuff done. I was very happy about that. More character sketches I had to complete for another client and I think I've made enough headway with that. I'm glad about that too. And the other thing I'm happy about is I was given now a clear deadline for the children's book that I've been talking about since the beginning of this podcast. I took a hiatus from it because the 9 to 5 had to be taken care of. I had to secure the bag and because I was securing the bag I didn't want to just start uh, half-assing the quality of work I create for the for the book because it a lot is on uh, is on the line and the last thing i'm gonna do is make a compromise for the author of the book by making her work that doesn't really have proper directions or even like the dimensions are, are not up to par and since i i'm slowly finding more information to actually inform how that thing is going to look i'm in a better position to actually make a better book for her before the end of the year so there's target markets that she has and I think it's best for me to just give her exactly what she needs and go above and beyond in the time that I have left to make sure that even when she gets the stuff printed it actually gets people really rallied up to make the sales for the beginning of next year actually perfect so it's up to me to make sure that everything goes according to plan and I will take on that responsibility with pride and do everything that is required of me now Another thing I actually started doing yesterday was revisiting some of the content providers online that I actually enjoy and I came across new content that actually really moved me. There's a YouTube channel called Super Void Cinema. If you get the chance, check it out. Super Void Cinema. They also have a Twitter account, Super Void and Super Void Cinema and I'd like you to check out the material they have because what they do is they take the whole story arcs of the period leading up to movies being produced and they tell you how many different hands a story went through before it actually was put into production and this episode is not only going to talk about how art is imitating life but it's also going to talk about to what extent patience and time sometimes just serves the the greater good for a production be it over book and over comic book or over over film and since this is going to be mostly touched by comic book movies and filmmakers two things i'm really really passionate about i think for my fellow create creative minds out there you're going to really appreciate it for everybody else who just indulges in what creativity is you're going to enjoy this too so when you get the chance go to that youtube channel and check out what they have they're not paying me to say this i just feel like it's really important for me to give them their props because without them making that episode i wouldn't be able to make this episode give credit where credit is due they did their research and they made it possible for me to crystallize this and make it for my also my production as well so shout out to super void cinema for making what they created now in the initial part of this podcast, I'm going to talk about how a specific figure in history ended up becoming the influencer of two films without even knowing that he did it because he wasn't alive for that. Now, the character I'm going to speak on is a gentleman known as Howard Hughes. Now, Howard Hughes inspired was the inspiration behind the movie Aviator with Scorsese and uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. The movie actually talks about this gentleman who was a multi-billionaire who was 
he had his own uh, takes that were kind of wrong about him. They were an only child of an industrialist, I believe, and he got into being curious about innovation and creation. And after he got into innovation and creation, he saw that the new thing that was bubbling up was film, and he jumped into buying a cinema and actually making films himself. But he had these many crazy rituals and insecurities that ended up becoming some of the defining factors about what his life was. But he was also very, very eccentric. And the different things he tried to do, be it making... Uh, manned flights and making planes that would actually fly from one place to another and even having commissions from the government to actually fund his his practices and all these things put together and even some of the dealings he had thereafter but then there were, there were certain books that were released according to the to the episode i was watching uh there are certain books that were released by uh, different people who got disclosed information from FBI files and even from old diaries that he had, he, which he hoped were destroyed because they, they paint him in a different light. This man, because he had the money, he would do things that would actually make him... There was a degree of kind of narcissistic, I think. For, I think that's the word. I'm using that word correctly because this guy would, would be told, like, you're staying in this hotel and you're not making a profit of it. You're making us lose money. He'd buy the hotel and four different hotels in that area. That's how he ended up owning a big margin of... of um, of Las Vegas, and then another time he's sitting, in, he's lying in one hotel after I think he had his injury after making uh, having a failed flight attempt, and when he had his injury, this guy would hear about how they're doing underground testing of bombs, and he would actually call the president of the United States, who I think was Nixon at the time, and offered to pay him a million dollars so that he doesn't continue with the bombing because of the bomb practices because those practices were actually affecting the, the shaking of the ground in the hotel he was in that's, that's the kind of money this guy was playing with enough money to call the head of state and tell him like yo could you ease up on those things i'm trying to get take a nap and that's the character we're speaking on so young man first generation child of first generation wealth ending up becoming an industrialist and after becoming an industrialist he jumps in to making films as well and is a womanizer and a lady lover type character apparently it's alleged the character Howard Hughes was the inspiration for Iron Man the comic book I don't know how factual that is but it's actually in for it was kind of being woven in as without saying it they're trying to make it, it, it was most of those things where you you feel like the person making the episode is trying to paint a narrative for you to complete and that's where I, I the conclusion I drew the character Howard Hughes inspired Iron Man because Iron Man is flawed as much as growing up I thought the character was inspired by the Batman character which came out in the comic books way earlier than that but his eccentricities and everything about his character is very Howard Hughes industrialist a weapons contractor all that comes from the Howard Hughes story but we'll get back to the whole idea of Batman and all that so the character Howard Hughes inspired a comic book author to come up with the character Iron Man and Iron Man kept on going and going and great things were supposed to happen with that idea but Marvel was going through a lot of strains and so in 2000 and so in the year 1990 is when they started selling their properties because they were about to go bankrupt they started selling their ideas and properties to different cinemas to see if they could actually be interested in making movies based upon the comic book characters the character Iron Man had been in studios in potential filmmaking since 1990 it took it exchanging hands for years before we finally got the first Iron Man movie, I believe in 2005 or 2004. 
four i'm not sure but it took that many years that's borderline 15 years if i'm not mistaken to get a movie out notice the amount of patience you have to have to even make that happen and even look think about how patient stanley had to be when we're sitting down with these illustrators and coming up with the idea of how iron man the comic book would become even coming up with the name iron man making that come to life and everything and making it come to being and now think about the movie that scorsese did as far as the aviator is concerned he had a script ready and everything and he jumped into making the film now that's one thing they actually highlight a lot in the in the plot points of another episode in uh, uh super void now the same time scorsese was putting together the aviator movie years prior and months prior a, a filmmaker who has always had a fascination with howard hughes he's always had a fascination with the fact that howard hughes had this whole situation where his psych his psyche and his psychology would make him paranoid about certain things he wouldn't be able to function in everyday society not only because of the billions and how he was treated and as a child when he was growing up how he'd be cleaned by his mother and how he'd be very nervous about dirt and he had developed his nervous tics thereafter and how his paranoia about how the women he loves would leave him and all that and he would actually have them bugged and followed around and all that when you look at the whole idea of the alleged insomnia that this guy suffered from the alleged uh, lack of mental peace that he would have all these things put together the uh, the film director who actually loved these ideas so much took those and decided to make his own movies that were based upon the fears of insomnia and all those things that inform his mind he made student films based upon that he made his first couple of films and millions based upon that and even touched on potentially making a howard hughes film the film director i'm talking about is christopher nolan Christopher Nolan decided to make his own film that didn't touch on the wealthy life of uh, Howard Hughes. He wanted to tell the dark side of Howard Hughes, like the different notes he would write and the kind of ways he'd block people from being successful or being around his women and all these things. His eccentricities and his downward spiral after his injury and stuff. That was the curiosity that that Nolan had and he chose the perfect actor I think for this film that never got produced and the actor for the film that was supposed to be created instead of being ripped off or destroyed the opportunity of making by aviator he had cast get this jim carrey to play howard hughes i would like you to take the time to just google howard hughes and see that guy's life and then think about jim carrey playing that character let's think of that for a second Jim Carrey is a character who's so cerebral that I feel if he actually played the character in the film, he would have done such an amazing job for the character. I mean, no disrespect to Leonardo DiCaprio because he did a great job with the Howard Hughes character. He was amazing in that. But then you think about the whole insecurities and insomnia of this character and how it was driving Christopher Nolan in his creation and his creative abilities. Think about how many movies that Christopher Nolan has made that deal specifically with cerebral problems lack of sleep uh absence of how you think the world and reality are warped to each other the number of times where he's talked about how deep sleep rent sleep and even more levels of sleep exist he even worked with the person who stopped him from making the movie that he wanted to make as far as uh howard hughes with jim carrey when it comes to in the movie inception and working with leonardo dicaprio so that means there's no bad blood it just progression is very important but the script that he had and he never got to produce he decided to keep that script to himself and just you know what maybe he'll use it because there's no material in there he wanted to get rid of he just decided to adapt that material into what is to come and his opportunity for, for doing that came up when 
the movie Batman was offered. Industrialist, wealthy guy who suffers from a degree of post-traumatic stress disorder and wants to save the world by dealing with that which was the murder of his parents and wanting to save his city that's being destroyed from the ground up and because of that he will continue to push himself forward now if you look at the third i believe the third batman movie batman is beaten down he was broken and battered and he was very reclusive according to the documents allegedly of the life of howard hughes he became reclusive towards the end of his life the scene where you see batman is not being seen by the public i mean sorry bruce wayne is not being seen by the public was borderline an homage to the idea of howard hughes cutting himself away from the world wanting to just be left alone and just be kept to himself and uh, let him do deal with certain things but then when a bigger villain showed up but destroying him from pu- pushing anything forward he moved on and made that come to life and became the batman yet again doling cape and cowl and all that now think about those particular circumstances and how that came to life this guy took a script that he wanted to create and never really got to use it and took bits and pieces of the inspiration of those scripts and sprinkled it all over the other films that he wanted to create and because he did that the world was better for it and i think that that's one thing i love about how you take reality and you take the characters in reality and just add them into this fictional space and maybe in that fictional space they'll be able to really offer up great performances to that is, which is the audience and art imitating life is just one of the things i've always been really inspired by i mean there's some stories which they say because of how the industrial age was treating people and people were being murdered and all that because of the smoke in the air it kind of was inspiration for the young ladies who are existing at that time and this one young lady looked at what was happening in the world and because of how much she loved literature she came up with frankenstein and they say the backstory for Frankenstein was not really as thick as you as you think. It's really paper thin, and even from that period, the, the different people who created different versions of of, of horrific characters, uh, Dracula and all that. I mean, art imitating life. There's a book I talked about earlier in this podcast in very other in many other episodes where I was talking about Stephen King, uh, Dance Macabre, and he explains how certain periods in time informed the different curiosities that you'd have in stories and because of that i'd like to talk to the different authors who are listening right now you really need to pay attention to what's happening in society because that could be the greatest script you're not really finding information for after watching that episode of talking about howard hughes and his link to iron man and batman i literally took a notepad out and i just wrote down the different characters in in reality who i think are going to inform certain comic book ideas that i have because I have so many comic book ideas I'd like to release as single releases as graphic novels and I'm putting those as jotted down notes so that 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 actually comes to pass because I think by the research I do of these people's lives I'll find a way to to cross that one bump that I normally normally have. I know how to make the script of, of a story towards its upswing. Bringing it home is normally the part where I kind of stall because the upswing is really cool because you're setting the environment, you're setting the characters, you're supposed to interact in that environment, you set the villain, that's the villain and everything. There's that moment in the film that's supposed to be uncertainty and and how the character who's dealing with this dilemma has to find a way to navigate that before they resolve the situation towards the end. That's the part I normally stall. I have plotted at least three ideas up until that point and i think the reason i've been failing to make it past that threshold is because i haven't been doing enough research to really know how to make that threshold be crossed and the quality of work be actually of great uh, acclaim as far as 
me personally telling myself okay that story makes sense because i've set everything up but i haven't made that proper understanding of that cross from okay so that's that and that's that okay cool so who's going to be fighting who towards the end and how do we end it and are we ending it so that part is where everything gets hazy and that's the part where everything becomes a little bit blurry i'm not sure if i've found the perfect answers for how that part is going to play out but i think i will be okay so i'm still running through the ideas and hopefully the ideas i'm running through in my head will actually give me the perfect execution so i'm learning a lot and i'm really glad that i'm learning a lot because all that i'm learning is actually better informing everything i'm creating and the hiatus i'm taking is because i know i didn't do this in the initial state of me putting stuff out and the thing i'm loving is i'm also making more sketches of the ideas that i have there's one thing i used to do when i was a teenager and i'm finally coming back to actually doing it which is i'm sketching with a biro pen not with a pencil anymore because i make sketches with a pencil it means i'm still trying to navigate how this thing is gonna look and whatever but when i go with the biro it's like there's a boost of confidence i get it's like almost like a drive and that's pushing me to actually go further and further and i'm happy about that so i hope to actually continue to do things in that kind of upswing and who knows maybe it's going to pay off maybe it's not going to but as far as i'm concerned i will do any and everything to make sure i'm close enough to that finish line as i can as i can be and i know you're going to be be glad with that which i create thereafter and if you're not at least you got to see a person attempt what you will perfect when you get around to doing it that's the whole idea like the whole way to make things happen is to make things start from some point and actually move forward and i've always believed that the only way you can have an industry that has creators involved is because people have to be industrious and as you're being industrious the work will be created and the quality standards will actually improve as well because the projections come thereafter and because some people like how the status quo is i think they fail to understand that they cannot maintain the status quo for too long every hustle sometimes get to a point where it actually starts to plateau when it starts to plateau we have to make adjustments so that everybody can eat and the the consistency of that which is being put out actually becomes of greater value take that into consideration i firmly believe in if we continue to push each other forward we'll be able to make great material come to life and by that great material coming to life we'll end up making such epic stories become epic pieces of history and the epic pieces of history will make more creators who come thereafter have even better chances and i firmly believe everything can evolve if one person makes an attempt and even if he falls flat on his face it'll come out right like there was a time when a spider-man movie was supposed to be made by the creator of the terminator movies marinate on that for a second and even the idea that he had was so strong and when the script got leaked the script was taken and that script was taken and an artist in i think an italian artist took the, the script and storyboarded it as fan art not to make any profit from it but just to make people see these are the ideas that existed and i think it was as far back as the 70s or the 80s i'm not even sure there was a time they were going to make an x-men film again by the creator of the titanic and the terminator movies this guy had an idea to have angela bassett be storm is it any surprise that when angela bassett was cast for black panther she had storm like hair think on that for a second i mean that it's almost as if like yo i didn't get the opportunity to do this thing but for those who will know eventually they'll realize oh okay so that's what they were going for and even though we grew up believing that 
and this is how it was put we grew up knowing that storm was actually uh the girlfriend to the black panther but is it now strange to say that they made storm become the mom to the black panther yo think on that for a second because that one was just i'm just saying say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. And as always, catch us next time on the flip side. Feel free to share it with all your peoples around the world. Oh, no.